So as, as you have seen, this is, this is again quite a revolutionary sonata. It should be much, much more played and more appreciated. I think it's, it's a very important piece. And now we come to the sister work, the C-sharp minor sonata, which, I mean, let me just play for you a little bit of this. This is very strange because that's not how you know this, that's not how you played it, it's not how your grandmother played it, <laughs> it's not, not how Ellie Nye played it or whoever. Um, let me try to, to explain. Uh, it's actually not good when you have to explain your interpretation, but in this case it's important because it's such a very well known piece and and I'm quite convinced that it is known the wrong way. I don't know any other piece of music that has such a thick layer of false tradition on it, like this one. Mm. First of all, the name Moonlight is nonsense. <laughs> this, is, this is not by Beethoven. It was given by the poet and critic Ludwig Rellstab, who was a very good poet. You, you know his poems from Schubert's Schwanengesang, for example. This is, this is Ludwig Rellstab, wonderful poems, but he said that when he was sitting in, in a boat on Lake Lucerne, the Vierwaldstätter See, and then it was a beautiful evening and it was full moon, and this reminded him of the first movement of the C-sharp minor sonata, and hence this nickname Moonlight Sonata, which has really nothing to do with poor Beethoven, but it, it, it stuck on this sonata like glue. Uh, we have, again, sonata quasi una fantasia, like, like the previous sonata, and it starts very unusually with a slow movement, which is marked adagio sostenuto, so slowly and, and sustained. However, and again, we have the manuscript of this sonata, so we are not... Uh, talking about first editions or interpretations. We have the manuscript. 
and he writes alla breve, so a letter C cut in two. So you are counting two in a beat, and even if you say a slow adagio, but count, count two in a bar, one, two, one, It's still a very slow two, but if you, you would play it in this tempo that is, it's usually played, you can, you can have breakfast and, and lunch and dinner, and the poor pianist is still playing this first movement. And now, so that is one thing. The other thing is that Beethoven writes an Italian sentence at the beginning of this movement. Si deve suonare tutto questo pezzo con delicatissima e senza sordino. So to translate that you have to play all this piece with great delicacy and without sordino. But that is a problem of the terminology because the sordino doesn't mean the soft pedal. Beethoven would have written una corda had he meant uh, the soft pedal. This without sordino means without the dampers. So the dampers raised and that means the, to play the whole movement with pedal. And, of course, many of my colleagues say that, yes, we know this, we read this, but you cannot do it on the modern piano. And I, I beg to differ. Why can't you do it on the modern piano? Have you tried it? They said, no, I haven't tried it, but you cannot do it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an argument. It's just not good enough. I think Beethoven is a... Great, great enough composer that you have to take him very seriously. I mean, if, if he writes something very specifically, and give him a chance. He must, he must have a reason for it. So he wanted a, a very special sonority, a very special sound, that the harmonies swim together like, like in a wash, and they are, the overtones are strengthening each other. Uh, because what you have here, you have bass. No. Then you have an ostinato in triplets. And to, to put that together. articulate very carefully and of course on a modern piano I would not press down the pedal to the bottom but just about a third of it that's quite sufficient and then comes this this dotted rhythm this which if we think back a few minutes ago when I played this sonata
is also a funeral march rhythm. And in Edwin Fisher's wonderful book on Beethoven's sonatas, he comes with a great discovery. He said, I was never happy with the description Moonlight Sonata because it never convinced me. And once I was in the library of the archives of Vienna Musikverein, and there they showed me a piece of paper which was a sketch in Beethoven's handwriting. And Beethoven copied out from Mozart's Don Giovanni, the scene when Don Giovanni murders the commandatore, and that is a musical yom. Something like that. And transposes it into C-sharp minor, which is a yom. He says that it was crystal clear to me what this music was about. No, no moonlight, but it's a, it's a funeral scene. It's, it's a death scene, thinking of, of Mozart's Don Giovanni. And there, there you have it. And I think it's very important. It's like a landscape, nothing with moonlight, but I'm not, not changing the pedal at all because I think I try to take him that seriously and he really wanted this. Um, it's again, this movement is very, very difficult to, to define what it is because it's not a sonata movement, not in sonata form, and um, it is, it is almost like a, like a Bach prelude uh, with, this, with this organ, with these pedal notes. And melodically, almost nothing is happening here. You have the ostinato of the triplets, and um, dynamically, we are all in pianissimo and, and piano uh, territory nothing louder than that. And it, it's a really a, a fantastic... Uh, um, mm. 
then the, the Napolitan harmony has a great importance. This one. This is like taking a, a great painting that has a lot of dust on it and a lot of dirt and you have to restore it and that you, you get the real colors that the, that the painter meant. Uh, then comes this wonderful middle movement in D flat major which is an harmonic with C sharp. Uh, and after this, this blur of pedal, you have some, suddenly the sensation of music without pedal. So it's like, like, a, like a clear, fresh air. A string quartet. Only three three instruments playing. The cello is resting. Now with cello. Without cello. With cello. Variation. Now, after a lot of staccatos, we have. Legato. So lots of question marks, no? Big question mark. That's the answer. The, the trio is again in this very nocturnal piece. We are back, back to the earth here. With accents and syncopations. Again, we can see very clearly in the manuscript that Beethoven writes a forte piano only to the tenor voice. It's like a horn. Pang, pang. 
this horn and the capo uh, Franz Liszt said that this this movement was like a like a little flower between two huge abysses and it's a fantastic description of this. Um, then, this is over in a, in a matter of one or two minutes, and we are back in this inferno, and now, at last, we have a movement in sonata form, high time. <laughs> and what a fantastic movement it is, and, and here we can see that in, in retrospect, how wonderful the, the final movements of Beethoven are. We take this for granted, but look at almost all the great composers after him. You say, even, even with Schubert often, very often with Schumann, with Brahms, wonderful works, and you say, oh, what a pity, the last movement is not really as good as the others. And never with Beethoven, and he took very great care that there is a balance in this sonata. The, the first two movements are counterbalanced by this incredible finale. And so you have a, a construction and a wonderful sense of architecture. Again, the pedal, the pedaling is vitally important, it's crucial. Beethoven is the first great composer of the pedal. Again, he consistently in the manuscript you can see consordino senza sordino. Consordino senza sordino. Without dampers and with dampers. Um, if I play this now slowly, you have a, in the left hand and those two notes are coupled with a chord. Only these two chords are all, all, always in pedal. Nothing else is. So he has, if I play it slowly, it's good that I practice a little bit. Uh, <laughs> crescendo, it's Olimpiano, and there's, there's this menacing Now let's speed it up. crescendo. 
Again, this is, this is an incredible, it's a visionary piece. Now we reach the dominant and comes a wonderful melody, a lamenting melody. He writes this crescendi diminuendo on each phrase. And variation. Now very heroic. And again, I said that the Napolitan harmony has a great importance in Agitato. And the whole thing orchestrated with the full orchestra. like an epilogue, but, but the, the agitato never stops this inner excitement. Exposition repeated, must be observed, and then comes the development section. point he ch changes positions it goes into the bass again a napolitan from f sharp to g on the dominant. So this is a preparation for the recapitulation, for the return. Chords, 
and then with a forte piano. This is really very visionary, very scary music. And after he, he had completed the recapitulation, um, um, comes a big coda, which again enlarges the structure towards a piano concerto almost. Later, we will see in the Appassionata Sonata, we have a, a similar example. So another cadenza.